With the start of spring training here, pitchers and catchers have reported it is time to take a good look at what the Dodgers have going on around the roster. In part three of this four-part series, we are going to dive into the new-looked Dodgers starting rotation and decide whether it could be elite or loaded with some question marks heading into the new season. I'm calling this the, hey, Kershaw's back edition of the All Dodgers podcast. First, my name is Clint Pasillas. You can find me as Real FRG on the Twitter, on the X, on the Instagram, and right here on the All Dodgers uh, YouTube channel. Find me also at alldodgers.com where I'm writing about your Los Angeles Dodgers as we try to go watch them uh, go out and win themselves another World Series championship uh, in 2024. They did a lot to try to uh, make something special happen this year, and to reward them, you should consider subscribing to this YouTube channel, hitting that thumbs up button on this video. It's a fun one today so let's jump right into it next up in the series i'm happy to welcome another new face to the channel but someone uh, this amazing dodgers uh, a community of dodgers fans on uh, youtube knows very well he is the host of dodger heads on the dodger blue youtube channel yes welcome to the show mr jeff spiegel how are you doing this morning we just talked about it but it's been a busy one for all of us man Clayton Kershaw just signed, so it's a 10 out of 10 day, no matter what happens from here on out, but I appreciate you having me on, Clint. This is going to be fun, so uh, I'm looking forward to getting into it. Yes, sir, man. Let's yeah, let's get into it. Uh, you know, the, if there was one painfully clear need for this Dodgers team heading into the offseason, we knew it was the starting pitching, the starting rotation. You know, uh, I recently checked with some sources who confirmed the front office did a pretty damn good job of addressing the rotation this winter. You get uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto joining the rotation on a monster deal. Tyler Glass now. You add James Paxton to go along with Bobby Miller. Uh, Eventually Walker Bueller. And then, again, just a bit before we're recording this, the news drops. Clayton Kershaw's uh, coming back for year number 17. Uh, First, what do you like about this new look rotation heading into spring training? I think the biggest thing I like about it is kind of the depth. I mean, last year, as as you looked, the Dodgers, you could say had depth, but when so many of the names we, we are going to mention are guys that made Major League debuts last year. So Bobby Miller was a nice prospect, but hadn't pitched in the Major Leagues, made his debut. Gavin Stone, nice prospect, hadn't pitched, makes his debut. Emmett Sheehan makes his debut. Kyle Hurt makes his debut. So I just like that those guys who are still obviously part of the depth are guys that have done it before. They're mm-hmm. coming back for a second year. So I think that piece, you know, I, I feel really good about. And and as weird as it sounds, I kind of like how they have some guys coming back at various points in the season. It feels like it protects against, you know, having four or five guys go That's down all at the same time, knowing that Bueller's going to be sort of ramped in. And so he'll be ready probably a month into the season. Obviously, Kershaw, now that he's back, hoping that he's there kind of beginning of August, Dustin May potentially. So I just sort of like the flow of of the timelines that these guys are on. Yeah, it's the uh, the slow uh, the trickle effect of of yeah. tra- you know free trades. I guess we can kind of call it. Yeah. Uh, how do things go wrong if things go wrong? What what happens? I mean, I will say the Dodgers have a lot of guys that the ceiling is you know is through the roof. Uh, but there's I would say question marks. Yamamoto's the highest paid pitcher in Major League history, but he's never pitched in the major leagues before. Do, am I worried about that? No. Is, is that a real sort of potential concern to at least consider? I think so. Glass now, um, you know, when when the trade first happened, I'll admit I didn't like it. I liked Ryan Pepio a lot. Glass now's injury stuff worried me. We had Will Carroll on, who's kind of an injury guy, and he walked me through why he's not worried about the health of Glass now. 
and said, hey, he got this thing fixed. It's been bugging mm-hmm. him for a couple of years. So that makes me feel better. But this is a guy who's averaged like, I think it's like 70 innings pitched a year if yeah. you if you average it out over the last few years. And so I think there's concern there. Bobby Miller, you know, I'm high on Bobby Miller, but I think it's fair to point out he had a 3.8 ERA last year. So he was he was good. He wasn't, you know, unbelievable. And then obviously Bueller coming back, Kershaw coming back, uh, Emmett Sheehan, you know, was a rookie last year. So I, I think it's funny that there isn't a slam dunk anywhere in there. I mean, I think Yamamoto and, and Glassnow are pretty close. But I think with every single one of them, if you wanted to nitpick, there's something there. Now, I, I want to make clear to the people watching, I'm not bu- – like, I'm in on Yamamoto. I'm in on Glassnow. I'm high on Bueller coming back. Um, I believe in Clayton Kershaw. I believe in Bobby Miller. So, like, I'm buying stock in all of these guys. But I think if you wanted to, to nitpick, I think there's something in each of these guys you could. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're just playing the game. You're answering the question I threw at you. You know, we saw we saw Kershaw with, you know, half of his shoulder falling off, still go out and post an ERA under two and a half. So yeah. if that's like a worst case scenario, um, you know, I feel pretty good about it. I will ask you more, more about Kershaw in a little bit, but I wanted to touch on the Walker Bueller thing. You already kind of yeah. uh, talked a little bit about it. Uh, you know, we got the full confirmation over the weekend from Walker, from Dave, from the front office. Yes, the plan is to have him start the season a little bit later, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe even a month at most, I've been kind of saying that you know, a month isn't that big of a deal. Um, in your opinion, is it the right call to have him start the season a little bit later? And you know, how long is too long of a wait if that's even a thing? Yeah, I think I think what I like about the Dodgers is the goal is abundantly clear: it's to win the World Series, and you're not going to win the World Series in March and April. And so, for me, Walker Bueller, it, it, you know, I would I would err as far on the side of caution as you possibly could, because what I need is Walker Bueller to be healthy in September and October. And if he's, if he's those things, nobody's going to be asking questions yeah. about when he made his season debut. Um, just let this guy ramp up. Now he's, he's chomping at the bit. He wanted to come back last year. So I think they're, they're going to have to find a balance between not pissing him off. Cause you know, he, it's his last year. So he's going to want to pitch and go into free agency with a full season under his belt. But if you're the Dodgers four weeks, six weeks, whatever it takes, to just make yourselves feel good that he is fully rested, fully back, fully ramped up, and then let him loose once you get there. Uh, I have no issues with any of that. Yeah, I, I think it's the right call. I would much rather see him go all the way through the season, worry about October, and I, I, I feel it in my bones that this is finally a season where they are really – 99% caring about October rather than yeah. what happens in April, what happens in May as much, you know, they they will find a way to make the, uh, to make the, the tournament in, in, uh, in October. Um, Yoshinobu Yamamoto joins yeah. the team after uh, dominating, you know, the, the Japan's MPP league for, for seven years. I mean, this is a dude who is absolutely nasty over there. Um, what excites you most particularly about Yamamoto? Uh, I mean, one thing, I was just looking it up real quick. He's tied for the fifth best odds to win the Cy Young in the NL next year. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, he's tied with Max Freed. Um, he's ahead of Glass now. He's ahead of Aaron Nola. He's ahead of Kodai Senga, Sonny Gray, Jesus Lazardo. So I like that a lot. <laughs> you know, I like that yeah. Vegas is high on the guy. Um, but we've seen guys come over, I think, and have immediate success. You know, Kodai Senga wins the Rookie of the Year last year. And mm-hmm. so I think uh, the, the the sort of historically, I think there's probably been some fear of like, how is this going to translate that kind of a thing? But with Yamamoto, clearly, based on the, the dollars that they threw at him, the Dodgers aren't worried about that. I like the age. I like that he's kind of, you know, 
hitting his prime. He's not looking past, looking backwards at his prime. Um, but I think hitters are going to have to adjust to him. Like, I think he's going to have the advantage the first two or three months of the season. So I could see him come out and have an unbelievable start. And then that's when adjustments are going to start. Hitters are going to start. Ha- they got video on him all of a sudden. They're going to have seen him once or twice. That's good are point. they going to be able to adjust? Is he going to be able to adjust? And so I think that'll be the interesting part, like around the all-star break, once adjustments start happening, how how does that play into the level of success that he finds? But um, I, you know, again, I trust Andrew Friedman inherently, and if he said this guy's worth making the highest paid starter in in Major League history, then I have zero concerns about Yamamoto. I, and look, I mean, because from a health perspective, he's been healthy. He's thrown tons of innings. Obviously, the six man rotation adjustment if there is an adjustment maybe they just go six-man rotation here but i i think the dodgers are smart i trust the dodgers and the stuff is the stuff and so um no concerns about yamamoto for me yeah i mean this is a this is a dude uh that they've been scouting pretty heavily yeah. for a while I'm, i think they the, the team has the full book on what they need to know about him what kind of adjustments he, he may need to make with the new baseball and all that of course we see this morning uh he's one of the guys already at camelback ranches um um you know ahead of pitchers and catchers reporting so he's putting in the work he's getting the grind in uh you mentioned the six-man rotation that was one of the next things i want to ask you um you know they've they've kind of almost dabbled around it here and there sprinkled it in over the last few years um this feels like the offseason where it could get closer or or or, sorry this is the season where it could get the closest to a more you know traditional six man what do you think it shakes out to be is it going to be a traditional here are six guys that are going every six days or is it going to be more of you know what we've seen a time in recent years you know some baked in spot starts uh openers bullpen games how do you think it plays out I think it's going to be more like what we're used to, but, you know, not to sort of split the middle here, but but what we're used to, but a little more than that. You know, I think the Dodgers are going to want to give these guys extra rest. Now, obviously, if you have a day off, you can do that. If you have a five-man rotation and a day off, then everybody's basically pitching as if it's a six-man rotation. When they've got 10 or 12 games in a row, I think is when you're going to see a bulk guy, whether it's Ryan Yarborough, Michael Grove, maybe a combination of those two guys that kind of slides in, in and out of a bullpen role into a bulk starting rotation role. And again, for the same reasons, I I love the idea of Walker Bueller starting out slowly. I love this, like preserve Tyler Glass now and Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Um, If if there are guys, even Bobby Miller, Emmett Sheehan, we don't know is there going to be some sort of innings limit still on these guys. You would imagine it's a bigger number, but Mm -hmm. I I doubt they want Bobby Miller throwing 200 plus innings this season. And so, you know, just baking in extra days. I think Clint, I mean, and I'm curious your thought on this. I, I never want to take for granted the regular season and just sort of, oh, well, it's fine. Who cares? Just focus. But if there's ever a team and a season to do it, I feel like the Dodgers can kind of coast a little bit in the regular season because A, studies, st- stats have shown that that getting that first round by isn't necessarily the biggest advantage in the history of the world. And so many teams make it. And the Dodgers are so much more talented than the teams that they're going to be playing against most nights that it feels like, whereas maybe in years past, you've made the best decision to win as many games as possible. This season, you can balance it and say, hey, we don't need to win 115 games. Let's go out and win 95, 96, six-man rotation, Ryan Yarbrough, Michael Grove every six days, whatever it takes to just get to the postseason mm-hmm. so that Glass now is healthy, Yamamoto's healthy, Bueller's healthy, Miller's healthy, Kershaw's healthy, and then you know, pedal to the metal then. Yeah. I mean, I fully agree with that, that kind of school of thought. I was, I was barking that on, on my old show last year. Uh, I would, I don't care if they go out and win 88 games, you know, like yeah. care more about playing good baseball 
all the way through September. You know, you, you mentioned coast, and yeah, you can kind of coast through the season. But if as long as you're not coasting through September, then you're at least you know you have the right mindset. Um, you know, heading into to postseason play, and you know, we saw we saw these dudes get pretty gassed. They had a very busy August. They, you know, they won. I forgot how many games they won, but it was a, a you know killer August. Mookie scored like a thousand runs in August or yeah. whatever, and you saw him burnt out in September. I don't want to see Freddie Freeman playing 161 games this year. Give him some time off. Let these guys, again, focus more on being ready for, for the dance, being ready for the tournament, because that's where all of this offseason was pointed towards that. They're tired of that, that, you know, feeling like chumps, as I said in, in some video recently, feeling like, uh, you know, having to answer those same questions. I, I like that Dave Roberts had mentioned in recent, uh, I think it was at FanFest, where it's like, I like this FanFest because we're not talking about last year. We're talking about next year. The optimism's about that. And yeah. that's exactly what they want to do. Spend money to kind of just sweep that under the rug. So, yeah. But don't go crazy. Don't worry about the outside noise, boys. Just uh, have some fun and uh, you know play some ball games, and you know hopefully they keep the uh, the tequila shot going um, after a series wins and all that. Shifting, uh, I wanted to get back. I should say to Kershaw talk a little bit again. Uh, yeah. We just signed, you know, two hours before we're recording this on Tuesday morning. Has the offseason shoulder surgery. Um, Still good, even with the falling apart arm. Yeah. Uh, they say he's coming along well in his recovery. What do you? What kind of Kershaw do you think we see now post post surgery with that rebuilt shoulder? Can we pause real quick and say how crazy it is? This is the first surgery Clayton Kershaw has ever right? had in his career. Like insane, insane in in two thousand twenty. You know whatever year it is right now, two thousand twenty four. To to be talking about a guy who's pitched his seventeenth season, he's about <clears> to start with the Dodgers. Uh, franchise record and that this is his first surgery is crazy but look I'm the high man on Kershaw and and part of it I will admit is emotional um, I've joked that I will die with Kershaw on the mound I don't care you can cite <laughs> playoff statistics all you want uh, he's a legend he's my favorite Dodger and I will die with him on the mound like I, I'll just now it's been easy to say that because as you've pointed out Clayton Kershaw has literally never pitched and not been good in his career yeah. like if you take now if you want to zoom in on an inning or a start or two or three starts fine but Everyone is crapping on this guy, Clint, right now. Like, everybody's like, he's washed, he's busted, he, you know, fill in the blank. You point out 2.46 ERA last year. Like, that's, again, everybody's ready to anoint Bobby Miller as, like, a Cy Young candidate. He had 3.76, almost a run and a half higher yeah. than Clayton Kershaw last year. And I love Bobby Miller. This isn't an anti-Bobby Miller deal. I'm just trying to point out how good Kershaw was. The other piece for me is he was fantastic prior to injury. So June 27th. He has soreness in his left shoulder. He leaves. Expectation he's going to miss one start, all-star break, be back. He's out until August 10th. So he leaves with left shoulder soreness in June 27th. The fact that he came back at all, August, is crazy. But he does. Pre that injury, 95 innings. He's averaging about six innings a start. He's striking out more than a guy in inning, 105 strikeouts, just 24 walks. Okay, post the soreness, he comes back off the IL, 36 innings, 32 strikeouts, 16 <laughs> walks. The home rate rate home run rate doubles. The five starts right before he got hurt, 33 innings, 1.09 ERA, 21 hits, 30 strikeouts. Like, the guy was fantastic. We were joking on our show. He might have started the All-Star game last season had it not been for the injury. And so I'm in on Kershaw. Like, I'm in on Bueller. I'm in on these guys. You know, people want to be the first. I think there's, like, a thing in our culture where everybody wants to be 
the first guy to crap on someone so that when they fail, they can be like, see, I told you. They don't want to hold on too long and to be rooting for the guy who fails and believing in the guy who fails and then get hurt. I'm ready. I'll take my chances. Kershaw has always been good. He was great before injury. You go back to 2022, look at his stat cast stuff, 95th percentile expected ERA in 2022. So I'm in on Kershaw. Now, let me caveat everything I just said. The shoulder surgery he had tearing tore, tore the left capsule in his shoulder is a major surgery. Yeah. So I think what I'm saying is what we saw at the back half of last year was a diminished version of Kershaw that I think we can ignore. What I'm not saying is just pencil in first half Kershaw because I think this shoulder surgery is major. I don't think it's 100% chance he's even back this year. I put the number at 70 that he comes back, that he's able to recover and actually pitch. But if Kershaw is able to come back, even if it's a, a diminished version, I'm still buying the stock. Yeah, I mean, you feel good with uh, him going to the best surgeon in in the yeah. world on uh, shoulders and these kind of uh, injuries and joints. I, I feel good. I, I would leave my life in uh, Dr. Neil Elitrash's hands. Uh, I'm interested, or I'm, I'm shocked to hear, I don't know if it's shocked, but I, I, I kind of focus that you, know, you say 70% chance of coming back. You know, I'm, I'm going to give it, uh, I feel a little more positive about it just because right. what we're hearing from him, uh, you know, you heard him talk with Dave Vassay early in the offseason. Uh, hearing the Dodgers talk about it, and we know, take what they say with a little bit of a grain of salt. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll put it at a nice uh, uh, 92%, which is what I'm also hoping that his fastball velocity gets back up to. But it is crazy. You know, you mentioned uh, never had a surgery in his life, yet we we never seen a bad version of Kershaw. Even rookie Kershaw wasn't bad. He was just figuring it out. He, he has uh, an insane ability to adapt and adjust to the league, not only league, but to himself and figure it out and, uh, you know, from inning to inning and pitch to pitch. And I think, you know, yeah, there's going to be a learning curve of having a, you know, nice and pulled together shoulder again. Um, yeah. But I, I'm, uh, I'm really, I, I'm excited. I don't think we're going to see 95 Kershaw anymore, but uh, we should see uh, a Kershaw that really enjoys pitching again. And hopefully, you know, a few more years beyond that, get him past that uh, Don Sutton mark, make him the all time franchise wins leader. But uh, moving off of Kershaw, because I know we can we can talk Kersh for for days and and deservedly. So we're talking about a legend, a Hall of Famer, uh, one of those people when you do see him in the locker room, you're just like. Hi, Mr. Kershaw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really totally. fun. The uh, best time to see him is at Camelback for sure with the family. But you, you, you throw in the Bobby Miller name there. Um, yeah. He, it feels like there's there's a lot of expectations placed on his shoulders heading into a year two, first full season as a big leaguer. Do you think we saw enough from Bobby last year and his adjustments and, and uh, you know, all of that stuff, uh, you know, to be at a point right now where he's not really somebody too many people are talking about, uh, you know, he just kind of, he doesn't seem to be part of the daily, daily conversation. It's just like, you know, yeah, he's in the rotation and, and you know, that's just, that's fine. This is the guy. Yeah. So it's interesting. I, I just still have my Cy Young odds up. So I'm like, I look over, I mean, he's t- he tied for 15th in NL Cy Young. Wow. That's odds. Um, so, you know, he's, he's 35 to one. So it's not a big number, but he's tied with Mitch Keller, Joe Musgrove, Merrill Kelly, uh, just ahead of you, Darvish and Walker Bueller, Hunter Green, Yuri Perez. So, um, you know, I think I think there's some buzz. Um, look, I really like Bobby Miller. Like, I, I think my only hesitancy is to sometimes we can take the prospect hype 
and we can sort of let that wash over what we actually watched. And Bobby Miller, I want to be clear, was really good last year. Um, you know, I, I'm a big stat cast guy. I'm looking at it. Obviously, the fastball velocity, 99 miles an hour is really good. But there's a lot of red on this page. If you go to Baseball Savant and look up Bobby Miller, red is good. Blue is bad. <laughs> three things below average. Only three categories he's below average. But I think they're going to surprise you what they were. Strikeout rate was, well, I shouldn't say below average. Strikeout rate was 51st. They're average. 51st percentile strikeout rate, 56th percentile whiff rate, 46th percentile chase rate. So he's got the velocity. Yeah, He's got everything that you're looking for. And yet, for some reason, as a rookie, he wasn't able to convert it into strikeouts. Um, struck out less than a batter in inning. So Clayton Kershaw had a higher strikeout per nine than Bobby Miller last year. Like, let that sink in. Yeah. Kershaw's never been below nine strikeouts per nine innings. Bobby Miller was in his rookie year. So so be it. Um, but, but everything else on here is good. Like, the expected ERA was above average. The average exit velocity is above average. The walk rate, barrel rate, all that stuff is really, really good. And he was a rookie. So I think it's fair to project that these things are going to get better, that his pitch call, like his, his ability to maneuver in games and actually use his stuff and pick his spots, as much as he seems to exude confidence, I imagine he will be more confident this year than he was last year. And so um, I'm really high on Bobby Miller, and I think he's in the perfect spot because, as you pointed out, they're not handing him the ball and saying, we need you to be our ace, we need yeah. you to carry us. It's, you know, we were joking on our show, like, if everybody's healthy come the end of the year and you've got Glassnow and Yamamoto, a healthy Bueller, a healthy Kershaw, and a healthy Bobby Miller, there's going to be interesting decisions for the Dodgers to make on, on what they do. I don't think any of us are betting on all five of those guys being healthy <laughs> on day one of the postseason. But the point is, I don't think he has to have the pressure of, I think he could, if his ERA is three and a half to 3.75, like nobody's going to freak out. Nobody's no. going to care because he's going to look the part. He's going to develop. And I think this guy's going to be the ace for for year, you know, like in the conversation. He doesn't have to be the ace because Yamamoto yeah. is there forever. Otani's going to be back as a pitcher next year, but he's going to be the best number three pitcher in Major League Baseball for the next seven years. I like uh, one of the things you said in there, you know, use your stuff and it's about trusting his stuff. And yeah. and I think that will eventually start translating to the strikeouts. I mean, that was one of the big knocks on him before he made his debut. It's like he, he the, I mean, you can get more strikeouts against, you know, the, the minor league yeah. dudes, but still it wasn't what you'd quite expect because, uh, you know, the secondary stuff, he couldn't always strike it as Dave would like to say, but we saw a lot of uh, a great strides, a big time improvement from him uh, last year. And um, I think, yeah, you, you'll see a, a, a more refined version uh, this year. Cause again, he had a, he had a butt ton of expectations last year, yeah. trying to be that guy that needs to stay in the rotation while everything was just crumbling around him. But one last thing before I get you out of here, man, I wanted to talk uh, depth a little bit. We've, bounced around it. I wanted to focus it a little bit. You know, we have a great idea of what the top five is going to look like top six when everybody's healthy. Um, we got a, a Ryan Yarbrough in there. You got an Emmett Sheehan laying around. You get, you're going to get some starts in there from, from a Gavin stone. Maybe we see a river Ryan along the way. Um, in your opinion, in, in whatever the gut may tell you on this and your years of covering this team, uh, is this Dodgers, let's call it like six through nine, six through yeah. 10 in the, the starting uh, pitching depth? Is it good enough to withstand the rigors of 162 plus playoffs? I think so. I, I thought you were honestly going to ask me if it's the best six through 10 the Dodgers have ever had, which That's I think it, it, it's in the running because like. Let's let's just pencil in Yamamoto, Glassnow, Miller, Kershaw, Bueller. If we just say that's the five, Emmett Sheehan, six. You've got James Paxton, seven. 
And then you're going to Gavin Stone, Landon Knack, Kyle Hurt, Michael Grove territory. You've got River Ryan, who you mentioned not on the 40 man yet, but just was in Keith Law's top 40 of prospects in all of Major League Baseball. Nick Frasso would have been on this list if he's not injured. Dustin May potentially expect, you know, I shouldn't say expected, hopeful that he will be back at some point this year. Tony Gonsolin and Otani not even on this list. But yeah, I mean, I, I love this group because Paxton is a guy that when he's healthy, Dodgers make a tweak. You know, I think yeah. it's the floor is a lot higher than the uh, Noah Syndergaard floor. I'll put it that way. I'm not saying it's going to be Tyler Anderson level ceilings, but I think there's a decent chance, you know, he's a much better version of what they wanted Lance Lynn to be last year, basically, was just a vet at the back of the rotation that, you know, when he's healthy, can give you five or six innings and, and just sort of move things along. And then you've got Emmett Sheehan, who, Look, I've talked to people that are prospect people that would say Emmett Sheehan is closer to Bobby Miller than he is to, you know, sort of like if Emmett Sheehan, if you're deciding, is he on the Bobby Miller level or is he on the, you know, one step below level? They said he might be higher to Bobby, closer to Bobby Miller than he is to Michael Grove. Knack or to Michael Grove <laughs> yeah. or Gavin Stone or whoever you want to put there. So I'm really high on Emmett Sheehan. Prospect people seem to love just what they saw and, you know, release angle and all that kind of stuff, spin stuff on Sheehan's fastball. And so, and and like, honestly, like Gavin Stone, this guy was a top 50 to 100 prospect yeah. a year ago. I know he was terrible at the major league level, but like, I wouldn't be shocked if he came out and was effective. Landon Knack's a guy in the system that I've always liked. He's not going to blow you away with stuff, but he just throws strikes and knows how to command his pitches. Uh, Kyle Hurt, you know, everybody remembers what he did as a reliever. They're going to stretch him back out to be a starter. Yeah. So, you know, like, I just think the, I'm I'm always a believer in like playing the odds, you know, when you're asking about the six through 10, it's like, I don't need all five of these guys to be awesome. But if you handed me Sheehan, Paxton, Max, Stone and Hurt and said, can two of those guys be a average to great? Like, I, I like my chances. I mean, hell, that would probably be, uh, you know, th that's your starting five if you're the Pittsburgh Pirates. And this is for the Dodgers. Yeah. These are guys that are mostly shuttling back and forth, for pitching sure. in in uh, in AAA a whole bunch. But uh, it's going to be an exciting season. Uh, and, and I'm happy that we're near uh, now here as friends on the Internet to talk about Dodger baseball uh, throughout the 2024 season. Jeff, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh, for the folks that don't know, let the people know where to find you. Yeah, Dodger Blue 1958 on social media everywhere. Uh, Dodger Blue 1958 on YouTube as well. That's where we have our Dodger heads show. If you're a podcast per person, Apple, Spotify, and Google, and then you can find me on Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it nowadays <laughs> at Jeff Spiegel. Just pretty simple there. So would love to have you and and best of luck to you, Clint. Glad you uh, you were able to start this thing up and uh, excited to hear the the things that you've got coming. Appreciate it, Jeff. And all those links will be in the description below, guys. So check them out. And uh, again, thanks for coming on, man. Once again, I thank Mr. Jeff Spiegel for joining the channel, joining the show. Some good stuff from Jeff, as always. Again, find him on the Dodger Blue YouTube channel. But I want to know what you guys think about the starting rotation. Are you excited about the Yoshinobu Yamamoto signing? Are you excited to actually see him throwing for the Dodgers, pitching for the Dodgers in 2024? What about Glasnow? What about Tyler Glasnow? We didn't talk a whole lot about him, but let me know what you think about his hair care routine, but also more serious. Seriously, give me your Bobby Miller thoughts. What kind of year will Bob have, Mr. Robert Miller, in 2024? Um, will Kershaw be back to vintage Kershaw, even though he was very good while hurt last year? And will this be the final season of Walker Bueller? 
in Dodger Blue. Sound off all of your Dodgers thoughts in the comments below. Those things really help out the channel, and I try to get to answering as many of them as I can when I'm not crazy busy, so I will be reading and answering, responding to as many comments as I can. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this video. Give it a thumbs up if you enjoyed it. Give it a thumbs up if you did not. Uh, subscribe to the All Dodgers YouTube channel. Hit that notification bell. It will keep you alerted whenever I happen to go live talking about something. If we got some breaking news, if we're angry after a loss, if we're angry after a win, uh, you will know right when I go live. I am Clint Pasillas. Find me as Real FRG on the social media things. Find me at alldodgers.com, and I'll see you on the next one. <laughs>